In this episode, I'm going to dig into the concept of overthinking, and I'm also going to touch on how dyslexics leave reality and can feel distant, and why there's a connection. Let's dig straight into it. Okay, let's dig in. So, what we want to talk about today, what I want, what I want to talk to you about today, is looking at how uh, the concept of overthinking it does not exist. Now, that may seem crazy. You may think I'm overthinking everything. I'm overthinking everything. My question is, and, and the way my mind works is, I try and challenge words. Because I think words can get very confused in the mind of myself and other dyslexics of what they mean. And when they get confused, it actually leads to wrong perceptions. So my thinking is people go, oh, you're overthinking it. Now, what does that actually mean? What, how does it actually affect anything? You know, can you overthink anything? There is no no basic um, level of, of thinking. You know, there, there's, not a, there's not a meter or a ruler that tells you how much you should or shouldn't think about something. What if, what if I was to say a lot of people underthink things? They're underthinkers. They haven't thought about that at all. And we've probably all met people who have done what we may term as underthinking. <laughs> they haven't thought through something and something stupid's happened. So what I want to get across is, is the concept of overthinking is, in my opinion, quite misplaced. There's nothing wrong with thinking through things. That's not actually the problem that people are suffering from. Overthinking doesn't exist, in my opinion. The challenge dyslexics have is around creating these internal worlds that aren't real. So it's not actually an overthinking problem. It's a am I actually applying factual information problem? Um, and that sometimes is said as overthinking, but it isn't. So what I mean by that is with the dyslexic mind, and I've spoken about this before, we're so creative of creating these worlds. Now, these worlds in our brain can be designed on very little information, and our heads are brilliant at filling the gaps in just to make sure they exist. Now, these gaps might not be real, um, at all, but you'll make a, a decision that you may feel like you're overthinking, but the overthinking is, is actually just your brain creating these worlds that aren't quite real, so you make an, a, a, a decision you feel really strongly about and you're so sure of, because dyslexics can be very sure of the wrong thing, um, and you create these, these uh, you spend a lot of time in these worlds, and you don't get a good result and you feel you've overthought something when you haven't actually. Uh, it's not overthinking, it's, it's actually non-factual creation. I don't have a word for it, I don't have a phrase. If anyone does, let me know. But, uh, you know, my coach calls it disorientation when you break into these worlds. So it's not technically overthinking. What I wanted to uh, kind of come across on this is when we're in these worlds, Something that we're not always aware of is how other people see us. So when we seem to be overthinking, what, what we do from reality is we retract. So um, it can come across as selfish. It can come across as non-engaged, uninterested. It can come across as 
we're not good at relationships. Um, and it's not that way at all. We're actually, as someone, as one of the listeners mentioned to me the other day, is it's, it's we're actually, most dyslexics are very loving and caring people um, and are very well-intentioned. But the way we sometimes go about it can look the absolute opposite um, when we've actually got quite a, I guess, a childish, caring heart deep down inside of us that we, we know is there and we know that we're always meaning to do the right thing. We just don't always do the right thing. And uh, I mentioned the Trump thing yesterday. There's a weird part of me that really believes he thinks he's doing the best thing for the world. He truly believes it and he's truly intending to do that. His ideology and the worlds he's built in his head are probably a bit incorrect or probably very, very incorrect. So he's created this, <laughs> this what he's created. But, um, you know, he means well. He's probably got the right intentions, in my opinion. Um, and, that's, and that can be really challenging in, in the world because if you're, if you're breaking away from your relationships, from the people around you that are close to you, and they don't understand you're dyslexic, they don't understand what that means, because it's very different. If someone has no concept of it, uh, it's challenging. They've got no way of, of framing why you're doing it. They will likely relate it to another relationship where the person may not have been dyslexic and been doing something similar to them. So you, this, this, this awareness piece, awareness of how your own mind works um, around this, these worlds in your head and the way that can sometimes relate to people outside is just so important to have an open line of communication about. Having this awareness about dyslexia, having this awareness around your thinking process is important. You know, I'll give you an example. The old, old me, when I did something dyslexic, shall we say, would, would beat myself up. I'd call myself stupid. Um, with the awareness I now have, I laugh about it. I'll give you a great idea. I was completely disorientated in my own world the other day. Um, and I went on autopilot, so I was, I was completely out of this world, really. But I was still acting in the world. People would have seen me as a functional person, but I wasn't there. I was... What's the word? Detracted. I was. I was not. Not part of it. And I had to go and play football. One of my passions. And I get in the car. I'm sitting in the car. I start driving down the driveway, and I forgot to put my bloody shoes on. I literally had jandals on, flip flops, depending what country you're in. Um, and I got to the end of the driveway, and I just laughed because I was like, I can't play football in these, because I hadn't got any other boots. Um, and I just kind of laughed at myself, reversed up the driveway, got out, put my socks on, got my shoes on, and carried on. But um, the old me would have said, oh, you idiot. You stupid idiot. Why did you do that? And, um, and I would have beat myself up a bit. And it may have been a real small thing I was beating myself up about, but that all builds to a point where your mind goes, okay, maybe you are stupid. But nowadays, because of, of the awareness, because I'm very lucky that I have this awareness... Because I can laugh and go, that was a dyslexic moment. Um, and just kind of laugh that that was such a funny thing that I completely didn't even think about it. And my mind had gone off. I could see that I'd gone off into another world. I was having, I'm sure I was having conversations with people in my head. Um, in that instance, I wasn't around people, so it wouldn't have looked disorientated. But um, if you are around people 
it can feel like that. So if you are a partner of someone dyslexic, be aware that they are going to go into these worlds, however aware they are. And like I'm, I, I like to think of myself as quite aware of what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean I can change everything I do. It doesn't, you know, dyslexia can't be solved in that way. It, it can be managed and understood. So this is just a, I guess I wanted to do this podcast to help people understand why, um, why it's not an overthinking problem. It's actually, that's not the right terms. It's a, uh, it's a guess, it's a, it's a mental world creation problem, creating worlds that don't exist to make decisions. And it's the best way we know, but it can be very painful. And it, if people don't know what you're doing or why you're doing it, or if you do make such a good case for something that doesn't make any sense, people will go with it. You know, people will actually think that you're right. You know, people go with sometimes the most confident in the room. And although dyslexic can be very unconfident down below, in their heads, they're very confident when they think they're right. You know, if you ever meet my dad, which probably won't, um, he's very confident on uh, what he thinks. And a lot of the time is, you know, intuitively he is right quite a lot of the time, which is frustrating to me because he can actually be very right with his experience. But sometimes he's completely wrong and it's um but he would believe himself uh to the nth degree he would commit his life on it he thinks it so much so just just something to share with you just get you thinking if the one thing you take away from this is it's not overthinking i'm creating these worlds and you start to see these worlds appearing when you think you're overthinking see these visual worlds and you go hey is that actually real maybe i need to fact check this in in reality (laughs) you'll be doing yourself a huge favor Have a fantastic rest of your week and I'll be back on uh, Sunday night or Monday, depending where you are in the world.